0: Thanks so much for listening.
1: The future existed where you just woke up and walked around a space and the lights responded to you. We've seen that for a very long time. Clearly a a desirable experience, but sort of the question was how and was that possible to actually create?
0: Colin Billings has built something that I'm incredibly interested in in general, hardware that contributes to home automation. You see, he built Oro, the first truly responsive lighting system out of his own frustration with lightings adverse impact on his wellness and sleep. Now the Oro switch adds the computational power of an iPhone 10R inside the walls of your home. It detects your presence in room and adjusts the lighting automatically to bring out the most natural light, reducing artificial light exposure, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. I will let Colin get into all of this, but I think that this is a very interesting topic especially because I've been focusing a lot more on automating my home now that I actually own one. So I don't want to spoil any more of the conversation. Let's get to it. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Ahoy, the easiest way to increase customer engagement on your WordPress site. Install Ahoy, create a message box, configure where to display it, and start seeing conversions come in. You can create messages for card abandonment, upsells and cross-sells, custom support, and so much more. Ahoy's flexible conditions let you choose exactly where and when you want your message to be displayed. I've recently installed it on my own WooCommerce site, and I've already seen increased engagement. And I know this because of Ahoy's powerful analytics and reporting. You will see ROI within days of installing Ahoy, if not sooner. And that's even more true for listeners of How I Built It. You can get an exclusive 20% discount on any plan. Visit usahoycom How I Built It and use the code How I It at checkout. That's useahoy.com, U S E A H O Y, usahoycom How I Built It, and the discount code How I It. Use those today. Increase your engagement in sales on your WordPress site. Thanks to Ahoy for their support of this show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Colin Billings, founder and CEO of Oro, the first truly responsive lighting system. Uh, I, when I was reached out to, uh, to have Colin on the show, I thought this was a fantastic idea. Um, I thought it was a very cool product to talk about, and right now it's really good timing because we just bought our first house, and I want to make it as smart a home as possible. So uh, Colin, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey Joe, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely, my pleasure. Uh, So why don't we start off with uh, a little bit about who you are and what
1: you do? Yeah, so founder and CEO of Oro. Um, Oro is the creator of of the the Oro switch and the Oro Home Lighting System, which is a seamless replacement for any light switch in your home. It works with your existing bulbs, and you you plug it in uh, to where your existing switch is today, in a way that in about a week it'll. Uh, autonomously control your lights that's what we call responsive lighting and then turn the light switch into something much more than what we commonly expect from our light switches today which is uh, an easy control for all the other smart things in your home.
0: Wow that's fantastic so uh, something very appealing to me here is that it works with the current bulbs in my home right because current or other I should say other lighting fixtures uh, you'd actually need to buy these wi-fi connected bulbs right?
1: That's right. I mean, I, I think the, the, the sort of previous era of smart lighting was really focused around the bulb um, and, you know, that was sort of easy to install, but very difficult to have across your house. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest problems was that you had to rely on an app to control these bulbs because uh, as soon as you turn off a light switch, the smart bulb becomes dumb. Um, and so, you know, aside from the fact that there are quite a few light bulbs and it gets quite expensive, the experience is just much better with the intelligence of the switch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, the other thing that you mentioned is that within a week it will automatically work uh, with kind of uh, like the what the way you live. Like, is it AI kind of AI powered to figure out the lights are always on at this time? Let's turn them on at this time. Or can you explain that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. So there's two things that are really at the core of responsive lighting. One is uh, machine perception, so it can sort of observe the environment um and the other is is what i would call machine intelligence which is you know not ai in the terms of you know, convolutional networks and other things like that, but more um, understanding the patterns of your home. Uh, and so you use the Oro switch after you've installed it like a normal light switch, um, and I mean, it'll automatically turn the light on and it'll turn it off after you've left. Um, but it's essentially making memories of all those adjustments and understanding um, your particular preferences for that room and how you use it, and then it can begin actually doing that automatically for you within a relatively short period of time.
0: That's that's fantastic. So I think a good illustration of this is every morning I wake up around five thirty or six. I go downstairs to my living room and I have a smart switch. And so I say, uh, "Digital assistant, I won't say any (laughs) names on the show." Digital assistant, uh, turn on the reading light. And then the reading light gets turned on. And then I have to, and then I read for about an hour and I turn it off. Um, That's a very specific pattern in my home
1: that say the oro
0: switch could probably learn right
1: that's right so two things about that one is that the 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 most sort of transformational thing that oro does today is is sort of move you from that having to consciously think about your lights, right? So everything that's existed prior to Oro was uh, essentially some version of a remote control. You could pull out your phone and make an adjustment. Uh, You could connect it to a voice assistant, ask your assistant to do that. Uh, Today with Oro, you just walk in the room and we've learned that at 6 a.m. in the morning, you like it soft or or a particular light on and we'll just automatically turn that on for you um, to the right level uh, based on what we've learned about your preference.
0: That's that's fantastic. This sounds like something that my father w- would love to invent because when I was a, a kid, uh, the thing that my dad said all the time is every freaking light in the house is on. He would say it constantly uh, because we were always wasting energy and it, it sounds like this is the perfect thing for my dad to have circa 1996 when all four of us were
1: running around. It would have probably saved us all a little bit of grief. I mean, I think yeah. two things are really true. One is that that we actually waste an incredible amount of energy from our lighting. Um, about half of all lighting energy is wasted uh, because people are not there, or because uh, you know you already have enough brightness in the room from natural light or other sources. Um, In in terms of total energy consumption, that's one-tenth of the world's energy. So it's a massive amount. Um, And and it means a lot um, both at the world level but also in your pocketbook um, over the lifetime that you own a home. Um, So you know, Oro completely eliminates that. Um, I think the important part and the reason why this is something that is only now possible is that we don't like to uh, conserve if it means we have to have a a sacrifice in our sort of quality or comfort Mm -hmm. of living. Um, and so what Aura was able to do is sort of understand your patterns and uh, make sure you have all the light you need and that it's perfect for that moment, but make sure that when you don't need it, it's off.
0: Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's fantastic, right? Where I'm less likely to recycle if it means I have to take my recycling somewhere. But if my if my garbage man picks up the recycling as long as it's in the right bin, fine, I'll recycle. That's no skin off my back, right? Exactly. Um, as a kind of crude example, I guess. Um so this is super interesting. And uh, how how old is Oro? Like, when did you when did you found this company? Oro is
1: about three years old now. Um, okay. We uh, spent the first about two and a half years working product development research, uh, and we launched our first product, the Oro Switch, uh, at the beginning of February.
0: Nice. Oh wow. So um, that's really. So it's been. Uh, two and a half years in the making, this is perfect. I love hearing about stuff like this because uh, most of the people I interview and uh, myself included, we are in a very digital space. If I have an idea on a Friday night, I can code the weekend and have it launched by Monday if I really wanted to. Um, but th- two and a half, two and a half of the three years you spent doing the research. So let's, let's focus in on there. First of all, how did you come up with the idea?
1: Uh, So the idea really started with an experience I had in my own home, uh, and it was um, one related to not sleeping well. So I was struggling with sleep. I was recommending an app for my computer called Flux, which adjusts the color, temperature, and brightness of of your screens. You know, you have it on your phones now. Um, with things like Night Shift, and, and, and there's a couple of ones on Android, um, I started sleeping better immediately, and that was fascinating to me. And I learned uh, through some research that, you know, really the way that we expose ourselves to light throughout the day uh, matters immensely to our health. Um, And so I really wanted to build Flux as a hobby project for my home because that's where I spend the most amount of time around artificial light. And uh, that was sort of an interesting technical project to start working on. Um, And so as I started sort of working through what was available, smart bulbs, you talked a little bit about that, very expensive systems that cost $20,000 for your home. And I was like, I'm not going to do this for my apartment um, in San Francisco. Uh, I I think I saw what was an opportunity, which was that, Clearly, you know, the, the future existed where you just woke up and walked around a space and the lights responded to you. We've seen that for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, clearly a, a desirable experience, but sort of the question was how and was that possible to actually create? Um, and, and so that was the sort of the thesis around where the experience should be. Um, and, and we started as a business when we realized that the light switch is actually the most widely distributed Sort of electronic device in the world. Um, it's in every room, uh, and for sixty to a hundred years, it's done nothing more than turn the lights on and off manually. Um, so that seemed like a pretty interesting space to begin uh, trying to build a company.
0: I love that the light switch is the most distributed electronic around the world. Right, that make you every home needs light switches. Every home needs multiple light switches. Maybe multiple light switches in a single room so um definitely you're not limiting yourself to like iphone users or android users or whatever you're like homes need light switches every building has light switches that's fantastic um and then you know you saw walking around and the lights kind of change around you um the example of that that will always stick with me is from like the 1998 movie antitrust have you seen this with ryan Filippi?
1: I have not, but I'm going to so, go check it out. I'm a big fan of like finding these old movies where they had things like Oro in them.
0: Yeah, yeah. This was – it was like lights but also music. Like the music would follow this guy around. And I was like – in 1998, I'm like, this is magic. Uh, but now today I'm like, you could probably do that. Um, so it's really cool to see this kind of put into action. Um Now, you mentioned a little bit about research, you know, the smart bulbs. Like you said, really expensive. We're renting right now. We're going to move into our new house, and and that's when I'm ready to to bite the bullet. But, you know, if I'm spending, uh, I don't know, it's like 120 bucks for two Philips U light bulbs. We've got dozens of light bulbs in our house. That's a ton of money. Um, So as far as the research into the competition goes, it sounds like you did that. Um what kind of research did you have to do to to make sure this that the switch idea was viable?
1: Yeah, I think that you know I, I worked on product sort of teams and in in those roles for most of my career. and I you know I, I knew that um, you know it's very hard to sort of pitch consumer products to customers on. Um, things like, you know, value savings, or it's, you know, you really have to have a, a magical experience that is also has the right timing. Um, so we spent a good part of our first four six months just talking to customers uh, and, and asking them, you know, what is the role that light plays in your life? Um, you know, how, um, you know, how do you feel about the jobs you have to do every day? Um, to really get that light to meet your needs, you know, what are your desired benefits? Really, you know, you know, I would, I, I would say that you know, following something like a customer discovery plan is a really great place to start. We we essentially did a version of that ourselves, um, and what you find is that uh, what we found was that people. Uh, at first, if you ask, you know, what is the role of light in your life? There's sort of like a a little bit of a, a a mental block. But then you ask, like, you know, what do you do every day? And sort of you go through that process. And, yeah, I wake up in the morning and I walk down the hall and I turn on the light and then I adjust it down because it was bright from the night before. Um, you know, I, I'm at my door getting ready to leave and I'm having a moment of, like, am I going to turn my lights off and be a good human being today? You find out that it actually touches a whole um host of of moments across our life. Um, I mean, you could really sort of simply think about it. If your light switch doesn't work in your house, you basically go to the hardware store like tomorrow and replace it. Yeah. Uh, and so we we really sort of narrowed in on what those pain points were and like where we could delight people. Uh, and then we built the prototype, um, which was really our sort of validation of like, are we going to commit our lives to this? Um, you know, let's get something that does an approximation. It was a super ugly product. It like sat on the outside of your wall, it didn't replace your light switch, but it did the core components and, and gave it to people and, and said, you know, do you like this? Is this something that you could see having in your home? Um, and, and and that those were the sort of validation steps that we went through.
0: This episode is brought to you by Pantheon. Starting a new project? Looking for a better hosting platform? Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for your WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. You can sign up a new site in minutes with a free account you only pay when it goes live. That is my second favorite feature to Pantheon, only to the easy ability to create dev staging and live servers and push to GitHub. It's very easy to set those things up on Pantheon. So you can head over to Pantheon.io today again to set up a free account. Pay only when it goes live. Thanks so much to Pantheon for their support of this episode and this season of How I Built It. If I am in my car and I see into my house that the light is still on, I always have this moment of, am I really going to get out of the car and turn the light off? Um... Which I do because I like saving money. But, you know, it's that's an experience that we've all had, right? Or like did I turn the you know, I'm halfway down the road now, did I turn the light off? I don't remember. Um so so I love what you said here because it's it's a theme that keeps coming up with people, especially people I talk to in the physical product space. We talked to customers for six months or, or twelve months, or we built a prototype and we asked them these very serious leading questions again the contrast between um, uh, the physical product and just the software that I can iterate on quickly uh, is, is different but I think software developers could really learn a lot from this because no matter what if you build a product that nobody wants because you didn't do research you've wasted time um, and it, stuff like this takes time but you you get the right information and you can ultimately build a better product
1: I I think that that's absolutely true. I mean, coming from, you know, my previous company was, you know, mobile application space and streaming media. And and you definitely had the ability to, Move faster with product changes. You know, with with a piece of hardware, it takes a very very long time to commercialize something to mass production. So it's a bit harder to steer. So you have to do a lot more work upfront. Um, but at the same time, the same principles of a sort of more agile development and other things from what you can do early stage with digital products. Uh, you just have to sort of find the different way of applying that same approach um, to. Uh, to the physical product, and so you know, one of the things that is is part of ORO and what we focused a lot on early on, and is you know how do we make you know there's a there's a physical component here, that has to control power, it has to connect to the internet, it has to talk to one another, control your lights reliably, um, you know that's one vein, but it's actually a very digital product, right? It, it is much more like a smartphone than it is a light switch, um, and can be reconfigured to do many different functions um, and adapt to the to your use cases in your home. Um, and that was designed sort of intentionally so that we didn't know what the light switch is going to be over the next 10 years. Um, you put an Aura switch in your home, it could be a light switch today, it can be an intercom tomorrow, it could be a security system down the line. Um, and so you, you sort of we built a sort of platform for software to eventually get to that world. Um, the other thing was that we built a ton of sort of data into the product so we could understand how people used it, how it performed. Um, and so that now that we're, you know, where we're live and out in the world, we actually sort of understand what priorities are out there in terms of building better experiences.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really great. Um, so, so I guess let's get into the title question right which is how did you build it and it's it's I'm going to make this a multifaceted question right because I'm I'm interested in the hardware uh, I'm interested in the software because in in the brief that was sent over it says that it's like the power of an iPhone 10R um, and then as a web developer myself I'm curious about how you built the marketing website, like, what platform did you use for that? So maybe that's the easiest question to answer here. Maybe we'll we'll get that out of the way now. What was it like building your website? And what kind of like was there any headache involved in it?
1: Uh, figuring out what to say on your website is always the hardest part, right? And yeah, and sort of knowing how to talk to your customer and how to get your customers if they're of any type of sort of different persona to the right places on your site is always sort of the the sort of seminal question, uh, but what we have done um, in terms of that stack, I think, is, is something that I would definitely do again, which is we used a, a product called Contentful, um, which is sort of a CMS API-based um I mean, it's essentially content as a service, right? And so you can, um, you know, actually put code in there, you can put content in there, and you can call all those different components and uh, reconfigure them. Um, So, you know, imagine sort of in a a couple months building something more robust and flexible than a WordPress site, Mm -hmm. or like a WordPress actually for yourself. Um, So the right amount of, 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 of sort of data structure, but customization to build the site the way you want it to do that. Um, you know, clearly uh, Google Analytics underneath, and and we used a lot of um, you know, we used a lot of plugins along the way to just sort of help us understand um, what we need to invest in, right? So whether mm-hmm. it's analytics or other things, you know, I think you can get started very quickly with off-the-shelf things uh, you know, customization eventually becomes sort of the battle that you have there, but Until you know what you need to customize, like picking something specific is is hard to do successfully over time. Um,
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that a lot. Until you know what you need to customize, picking something is hard. Um, I I want to ask one more question around this because you picking like figuring out what you want to say on your website is absolutely the hardest part especially because you want to tell the right story you want to create that experience did the customer research you do like help in writing the copy for your website
1: absolutely right you know when we did the customer discovery work and we've done that regularly you know every couple quarters just to make sure that we're we, we understand who our customers are and um, what we do with those is we actually you know tell them that we're going to record the audio, right? And, um, you know, you take, I mean, we've done hundreds of these now. um, And as you start to listen to those things, you actually start to see common uh, ways of describing different things just Mm -hmm. be present, right? And, you know, I think what we really tried to do is uh, lift the narrative, uh, the, the copy, if you will, from the actual research that we did as much as possible. Now, clearly, you're going to tailor it to be specific and talk about, you know, where your value lies, but use their language. Um, and, you know, having that those recordings have been kind of, you know, really valuable. I mean, I, I'm really excited. We're going to go back and run that through something that does speech to text. And I bet you we're going to even see new things come out just from from that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Use their language. It's something that I've really just started to learn this year as I wade more into the digital product space. But using the language that your customers use or your potential customers resonates with them. right? They're like, yeah, they're they're saying the things that I feel. They're describing the very problem that I have. Um, So that's another notch on the research, like do more research beforehand, Belt.
1: Yeah, I mean I think a great good example of that is why we call it responsive lighting, right? Mm-hmm. Because what we, you know, you had a lot of, you know, it's autonomous lighting, it's, you know, AI lighting. You know, you can right. go all kinds of different places. But when you heard from when you heard from customers they say, you know, what I wish is just my lighting responded to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Not not me having to control it or manage it. Um and so sort of the the concept of responsive lighting came, you know, More central for us, just because that's how people describe what they imagined the the future of lighting looking for them in their homes.
0: Yeah, man, that's great. I really love that because like AI might have like a negative connotation. Um, I've seen like WordPress plugins. That's mainly the space I'm in. Talk about how it's like all React or all View or uses APIs, and I'm like. Potential buyers don't care about that. Like they don't care the tech you're using. They want to know if it solves your problem. So um, that what just that's a, a fantastic story um, about how you know your customer discovery shaped your language that you used. Um, but let's let's talk about Oro the product. So it's a a piece of hardware that functions a lot more like a smartphone, and that it's very software driven. Um, Let's talk about like the software development but also the manufacturing a little bit because I don't know a lot about that and I'm always very curious about it.
1: Yeah, they're, they're sort of always, uh, so this is my first hardware company, so I learned a lot mm-hmm. of this yeah. um, through the process as well. Uh, you know, when you're building a device that is basically a computer, or, I mean, a smartphone is a computer in many ways, there's sort of a number of sort of complexities that, that come into the design and the choices that you make. Um, you know, sort of, Fundamentally, it's sort of like what you want it to do and what what you want users to experience and what roles do you want it to play and those are really sort of things that have to ultimately come out and, you know, in software it's not a, it's not a pitcher of water right it does something digital. Yeah. Um, and so that was really what I think helped sh- shape our um, you know our, our focus on on an operating system rather than something very simple um, in terms of like C code or, or something real time only. Um, we also knew that we wanted it to have a, an interactive capability, so it had a touchscreen, and so you wanted to have something that uh, felt modern, just the same way your smartphone does, right? And so that's, a, you know, an operating system that has a GPU. And you so as you start to sort of walk from the consumer experience, you start to get parts of each of these um, stacks sort of defined, and from a requirements perspective, um, you know, we we knew that we wanted to be able to sense you in the room and not have the problems that motion sensors have, right? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, we had to find other sensors like microphones that were able to sort of complement motion sensing so that if you're sitting in your room watching Netflix on your TV, your lights shouldn't change because you're not moving around, right? Like Mm, being able to combine those um, sensing capabilities um, started to sort of define that. Um, And so you sort of worked backwards. We worked backwards from what the customer experience was going to be about um, and, and feel like. And sort of that started to give us the the framework for what parts of this, this stack we needed in software and in, in hardware. Um, we ultimately ended up deciding on Android as the core operating system. Um, we've customized Android. Um, you know, we picked Android because you know, it has all those aspects um, of a smartphone and operating system, great, great like motion graphics, you know, complex um, sort of schedulers, and all the things you need to do when you have a lot of different software happening at the same time. Um, it's also something that you know because it's the largest operating system, and you know has a great community behind it, making sure that it's secure and everything else. And so, um, you know, I think we chose to go sort of the open source starting path there because you know so much work had been done on it already, and a lot of the big problems. You know, I think part of starting something is choosing which problems you need to solve yourself, right? right versus you know something that. Um, you know, you may have a better way of solving it, but the effort of solving it relative to what you can get by leveraging, you know, people who have come before you, um, you know, I, I think is a, a a big influence in how much sort of time and cost comes into the equation. Um, and then as you sort of get down, you know, from the operating system level, you sort of get things that are defined by what it supports that type of experience right so microprocessors and and then you're making trade offs on on specs relative to what you need
0: right right man that's um so i really i, I really like what you said there um about uh you know I, if we look at tesla for example they're reinventing the car but you know it's still has four wheels and two doors. You know they're not changing it completely. They're fixed. They they've decided to focus on changing the engine, right? Yeah. Um. And I, I think what you said is great because you know I mean looking at your website, it looks like the ORO switch is, is about like you said lighting today, but it could be about security tomorrow. It could be about um, controlling the temperature of your home. And and if you're starting with something like Android, which has the right support for accelerometers and microphones and other stuff, um, then you're not spinning your wheels there. And the nice thing about software development is you can iterate later if you don't like the way Android does something. Right. Um, and the, the, uh, Here's how I know that you really thought about this product. Um, if you're watching Netflix and you're not moving... Uh, but the TV is still on. You don't want your lights to change because of that. That's that's just great, right? Because I think we've all been in a situation where like we're in a room, but we haven't moved in a while and the lights turn off and you have to wave your hand and look like a dummy because you wanted to come back on. Um, but we're still having a conversation in that room. So I, I really I really like that bit of it.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, what we want to do is really deliver on that that vision of uh, I can just walk around my house and never think about my lights again. Um, and then, you know, that device that delivers that can become something beyond lighting. Um, and, you know, we have a very, you know, clear picture of what the next, you know, couple of years look like on that. but. know this is going to be in your home for 10 years and it's it's going to understand a lot about how you and your family use your house it's going to be in more and more places across that home Um, and so you know what it looks like in five years is harder to predict Um, so build for um, the ability to be flexible downstream
0: this episode is brought to you by creator courses do you feel confused and overwhelmed by the amount of tools to help you build websites Are you worried that you are not using the best tools for the job? Do you feel like you ought to spend more time building and less time researching? Like you, I thought I needed to learn every tool, language, and platform under the sun to be a good web professional. And as somebody who's been doing this for 17 years, I can now tell you, you don't. Creator Courses offer short, focused courses, tutorials, and webinars to help you learn the right tools quickly. Then you don't have to waste any more time researching and you can get back to producing billable work, confident that you've made the right choice. And now you can access all of those resources by becoming a Creator Courses member. You'll be able to take any course we offer, including member-exclusive mini-courses on how to use specific tools. You'll also join a great community and listeners can get 15% off the already low price by going to creatorcourses slash build. Spend less time researching and more time building. Visit creatorcourses.com slash build today. I guess we've already kind of touched, or we're touching on this now, but um, there are a lot of big plans for the future. So if, if let's start here. If I bought the Oro Switch today, I'd be able to... Help control my lights, right? Um, You know, I wouldn't have to think about. After about a week, you said I wouldn't really have to think about the lighting in my house. Um, Is that the full feature set if I bought it today? Uh,
1: There's that. That's the core feature set today. It also works with voice assistants and other things, so you can integrate it to your existing ecosystem if you want. this past Monday we started our integrations. So you can begin to connect other devices within your home to Oro. Um, you know, we're we're adding sort of more of those every week. Um, but that is really sort of focused today on uh, sort of control functions within your home. Um, the first one we launched is sort of doorbell integration, so you can you know hear your doorbell when it rings. You know, sometimes that's hard to do. You can also digitally mute. That in case you have a baby like I do, and, and yeah. you don't want your doorbell to ring, um, and then that'll become being able to see who's at your door. So we're really starting the integrations of the Beyond Lighting phase um, currently. Uh, as we go forward, I think that sort of next steps are built-in voice assistants, and whether that's Alexa, and you know that's probably the first one. Um, it's really a lot of uh, when you when you think about what you would do to sort of prepare a room in your house for uh, a smart future. Um, those are fundamentally sensors usually, um, and then some type of interface, right? And so Oro bundles all of those on top um, into one switch. Um, and then, you know, really through software, we expand on that. Um, you know, in the, the sort of the, the more distance future, it, it may be things like security um, or uh, other applications that sort of help sort of work on this the peace of mind aspect of, of how lighting can play.
0: Man, that's that's great. And again, you're where, I like the themes that we're hitting here because, um, the kind of current state of things or the the recent past state of things is you need to buy more and more hardware to do specific things, right? If I'm looking at this, I've I've priced out what my smart home was going to look like, right? And I need to get a Ring doorbell. I need to get then I don't need, but you know, the Nest thermostat, the Philips use light bulbs. Luckily, I have a bunch of Echo devices, um, and it sounds like the Oro is, like you said, this one piece of hardware that's going to be
1: able to do a bunch of things, which I really like. Um, yeah, I mean, you think about like a front room in your house and like what you might want to do with that from a like a smart home perspective. You probably want to buy some type of voice assistant, so it's like an, an Echo Dot or uh, you know one of the Google products. That's that's forty to fifty dollars right there. Um, hey, I want my lights to turn on to, you know, simulate that I'm home. So that's a timer that's like 15 to $20. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is on my street, so I want to know if someone comes through my glass and like, so I want a motion sensor and, you know, maybe I want to trigger other types of things in, in that room based on a motion sensor. Um, you know, all of a sudden, you're looking at a $120, $130 worth of hardware that you then have to go plug into the wall and find a way to power inside of that room. Um, all of that are sensors that are an existing switch today um, for more.
0: Yep. That's great. And then uh, the thing you said about digitally muting the doorbell is fantastic because mm-hmm. I have uh, a toddler uh, who still naps. Um, my wife was just recently like a night shift nurse, so she'd be sleeping during the day. We wouldn't want the doorbell going off then either. Uh, so again, just things that you've thought about uh, or have figured out from actually using slash talking to people in in their daily lives. I love that. Um, So so we've kind of talked about the current state of things. Now, uh, what are your plans for the, let's say, the near future? Like, what's coming down the pike?
1: Uh, So, you know, we can Mm -hmm. expand our integration so you'll start to see climate control, Uh, other types of lights so we'll you know be able to control uh, you know maybe your lamps and and other things like that that'll mostly come through integrations Uh, and then later this year you'll see a couple new products from us um, on the hardware side um, to help um, I think do two things one is expand um, the number of sensors that are in a a room Um, you know there is quite a bit that can be done from the actual location of the light switch but not every room works really well with that or you know sort of long hallways and you don't want to buy a switch on both sides of that hallway, um, you will be a, be a part of that product, um, rollout, uh, as well as, uh, you know, other switches in your home.
0: Awesome. That's, that's fantastic. Um, and, uh, you've given us a lot of really great advice so far, but I do need to ask my favorite question, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secrets. Um,
1: I think a trade secret that, it, or it's just a, a working principle that always helps, is to kind of always, you know, at a regular interval, come back to like, why are you doing this, and what's the vision, right? You know, wh- wh- what's your north star, right? And and, and like, where are you going, um, you know, within a particular timeline? Right? You might have a five-year north star, you might have a one-month north star, you might have a, a quarter north star, um, and 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 the reason why I say that's important is that you know, the probably more most expensive thing you have that you invest in anything you work on is your time. Um, and so you need to know how to sort of prioritize your time. Um, and, and that, um, you know, revisiting why you're doing this and is the thing that I'm doing this next week actually helping me towards that, um, helps you get rid of the things that aren't
0: love that. I love that. I was just saying somebody to somebody recently, um, you know you've made a shift in your career when you start to value your time more than money, right? So when you're first starting out in your business, or at least when I was first starting out in my business, I feel a lot of freelance web developers do this. Um, I can either spend 300 bucks on FreshBooks for the year, or I can just write my own accounting software, right? Um, and when I, when I was first starting out, I was in college, so I'm like, I had all the time in the world. Time was super cheap for me, um, but now I'm running a somewhat successful business I have a family uh, 200 or 300 bucks is a few hours of my work of, of my day now um, I will gladly pay 300 bucks a year for fresh books if, if it means I don't have to spend 50 hours writing my own accounting software
1: exactly so. you know your time you know, If you look at people who are successful, I think you'll always find a time management strategy somewhere in their world. Um, You know, some people are really keen on scheduling time to work on creative things, or you know, they're they're very sort of maniacal about their calendar. Others are just very good at the sort of "Hey, I'm going to wipe away every week is sort of a new week, and I'm going to spend it on the most important things." But yeah, there's just so many hours in a day and so much energy that a person has that you have to try to make sure you're doing the most of what you got
0: yeah awesome that's fantastic well uh colin thanks so much for joining me today i really appreciate it uh where can
1: people find you you can find us at getoro.com, um and that's where the oro switch is available for sale awesome i will link that and several other things we talked about
0: in the show notes colin thanks again so much for joining me i really appreciate it
1: thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate it joe
0: Thanks so much to Colin for joining me today. Again, I think that this is a really interesting topic because I love home automation. It has a little bit of AI and machine learning. It has building hardware and the whole nine. Uh, I love his trade secret, um, which is, you know, what's your North Star? Why are you doing this? And um, and then figuring out if your actions are going to uh, help help you achieve your goal. So I think that's fantastic. I also want to thank this week's sponsors, Ahoy, Pantheon, and Creator Courses. I would not be able to do this without them. My question of the week for you is, have you dove into uh, home automation? And if so, how? Let me know by writing me at joe at howibuilt.it or on Twitter at jcasabona. If you liked this episode, please share it with somebody. Sharing it with somebody helps expand the show and increase the downloads and allows me to keep doing this on a weekly basis. So thank you for that. And until next time, get out there and build something.